the roundtable on dog post. Uh, a couple days after Georgia's uh, destruction at Auburn, Fletcher Page, Dean Luggy, as always. Fletcher is in the midst of basketball season. And, uh, you know, Fletcher, I don't know how much of the game you actually watched, but uh, Georgia marched down the field, got up 7 nothing. Uh, probably about halfway through the second quarter was the first time they were losing. And uh, from that point forward, they just couldn't do much right. Oh, my bad. I thought we weren't allowed to talk about teams that get their asses smoked by uh, two lost SEC West teams. Are we still talking about Georgia? No? I'm, I'm confused. Were you talking about Kentucky? No, we stopped talking about Kentucky, thankfully. Uh, but uh, well, not, not, I watched not, it. Well, I mean – Kentucky hasn't got – well, we can get into Kentucky soon. They haven't gotten smoked by anybody. They've just been completely incompetent at the moment of truth. No, you must have missed that Mississippi State game where they lost 45-7. to 7. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> that's exactly right. Hey, sometimes you go on the road and it happens. You know, uh, hey, let me just say this, man. I know I just asked you. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, and I'll, and I'll say exactly – because that made me think about something. I've talked to a lot of people here these last 24 hours. Go ahead. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I watched it on the on the moving picture box. I, I didn't. I wasn't like focused on it, but uh, you know, I, I did think it was a, it was a strong first drive, and then after that, it just looked like Georgia just got dominated up front. Exactly. But for me, I think the overriding theme this is something we've been talking about since the Grayson Lambert days, which was the heyday of uh, negativity for columns from me, is that. <laughs> Well, I mean, seriously, if you're going to be one-dimensional on offense for whatever the reason, uh, because you have the personnel to be one-dimensional or because you don't have the personnel and you have to be one-dimensional, that's straight. If you're going to, if you're going to beat up a bad East and, and be a bully to teams that aren't very good, I think Georgia has looked dominant all season, but there comes a time where it's kind of like, you know, why are you going to open up a Chinese buffet restaurant on a street where there's already five or six Chinese buffet restaurants. At some point, you've got to offer something else to, to, to be able to make a profit. You're going to run into some sort of circumstance where you, uh, where you don't make money. And so Georgia's been one-dimensional all year, and it's been fine because they've had, the, they've had more talent. They've been more physical, Joey Galloway. But <laughs> eventually, this is what's so great about sports, and especially about college football, Eventually, you will run into something or somebody, and you will find out about yourself. And uh, maybe we shouldn't make too much of it about this just one game. Yeah. You sound time. like, yeah, I was going to say, you don't want to go too far down no, this I'm not, road. I'm not. Mm-hmm. People can say, oh, well, every, Georgia's got everything in line. Everything's still fine. You know, Georgia's got its whole season in front of it. That is true. Mm-hmm. But Georgia was also exposed as a team that was not physical enough to run and then could not pass when it was uh, when its physicality was matched so that is um, it's it's fine to say that Georgia can still make the playoff because they can that's true but it's also true that they were exposed as a team that cannot that had that was unable in this instance to to become uh, ver- uh, multiple and versatile and dynamic in the passing attack and so it does not bode well for a rematch with Auburn or a matchup with Alabama or whoever they might face in the playoff. A couple things. Number one, if I were the offensive line, I would be ashamed of the way I got my ass whipped uh, by an Auburn team that you know you at least held your own with last year. I mean, it's basically the same Auburn defense as a year ago. I don't think there's really 
And it might be a little worse to some degree. They're playing better. But, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure that uh, a rematch uh, would be the end of the world for Georgia. I, I think in talking with a lot of people uh, that play professional football or in, you know, coaching and even just my own experience in college athletics, um, you know, one game to the next game. This is why it's so important that you be able to uh, really play well every time you go out. Uh, one week doesn't guarantee the next. And when Georgia plays Bama or Auburn in the conference championship game, they're going to have to be able to run the ball, uh, period. And then number number two on top of that, you know, they threw the ball three times in that first drive. And uh, one was a busted coverage by, by Auburn. Oh, you got them kids rolling early on the podcast today. One tonight. was one was a mm. one was a one was a busted coverage by Auburn. But I, but uh, I think if you mixed in a little bit more throwing um, on maybe on first down or whatever, maybe you would you would uh, things would would go better. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think it's very simple. I think that the offensive line is just playing got to play better. Uh, and not be um, um, get their ass whipped. Uh, the other thing too is, um, you know, Jake Fromm is going to have to uh, deliver on things that are more than just back shoulder throws. Um, he has done a good job so far this season when they've asked him to do things. They've not asked him to do things a lot, but he is going to have to be more, or, or they're going to have to ask him to be more aggressive with stuff. Back shoulder throws are one weapon. Um, in a quarterback's arsenal, they are not the whole thing. And I know that kid can do a lot, man. I mean, he's he's this guy. He's not a chump. He's so a freshman. He, he's a freshman, and they and here's the truth: he's not played well on the road, and that's not surprising. And by the way, I mean the order of of not playing well goes a lot of other people first, and then Jake Fromm. I mean, Jake Fromm was. Really not the issue, if you want to call it an issue. He was not necessarily the issue uh, at all. So, but uh, that's it, not the right way to phrase it. That well, he wasn't the issue. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, right, right. Well, to say that he didn't play as bad as anybody else. I mean, Georgia you know, obviously couldn't run the ball. Right. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, my, he didn't fumble big, a punt, I'm, but I'm, he doesn't. He doesn't field punts. No. So. No, but Miko Hardman was more productive than Jake Fromm was in this game. Well, I just I'm just saying if you go down that path, the way that I'm characterizing it is, if you can't run the ball, you got to throw the ball. If you didn't throw the ball, well, you I couldn't agree. throw the ball. So it's hard to really sort of power rank. They suck. The other thing that was interesting for me, of course, when when these sort of uh, catastrophic things happen, you know, I make the normal phone calls and. A lot of the guys that played in the past, and particularly guys who play in the league, their comment to me was, hey, man, sometimes you just get your ass whipped. And that's just yeah. all there is to it. I mean, it. that's sports. No, I, I agree. Now, I don't, I, I don't think you can say one way or the other that you can't say that too much as well as you can't say. Well, nothing makes uh, fans more angry than that. Oh, I know, but but fans have never played. That's not true. Okay, ninety eight percent of fans have never played. So I mean, I'm it's holding so you accountable not. tonight, boy. What's I'm, that? I'm holding you accountable tonight. We're not making broad generalizations. 
No, I agree. Fans. Well, let me let me I ask. Agree. Let me put it to you this way. I think Ohio State is probably the second or third best team in the country. Okay. I don't know about what that, it, bro. Well, just could you just shut your yap for a second and let they me got, spit they out? They got beat sentence? at home. They did. They got beat bad. Fletcher, what is the explanation for Ohio State losing the way they did last week and winning the way they did this week? Yeah, but uh, this Iowa. Is- yeah, but I mean, they got smoked at home by Oklahoma. Uh, they did. No, I know. I don't like yeah. playing that game. Look, I totally get it. 2012, Georgia looked terrible against South Carolina, and, and we, terrible and terrible against Kentucky too. A right, week later, had, a week, two weeks later, whatever. Yeah, but it was. they got blown out. I mean, they just looked inept against South Carolina, and then they end up, you know, going to the to the dome. Uh, these things do happen, especially on the road, especially in the conference. I yeah. certainly understand, especially in rivalry games. Every now and then, these things happen. I mean, you've seen this in this Auburn game. Is not it is undefinable. The Georgia Auburn rivalry, you cannot, you know. Well, they're so similar, you know, the, the, these two teams. Yeah, maybe, but there have been games. Not, where, not, yeah, maybe, bro. Why do you keep? They're not similar every, at all. Every time, yeah, they are. They have the same type of kids. This isn't Georgia. Georgia I'm talking Auburn about is not, not Georgia, Kentucky. Some, Could you some quit saying you can, yeah, maybe, and just agree or don't agree? Dude, Georgia and take, Auburn, take though, fun. in terms of profile. If, if this is a, if this is about Have you ever been to Auburn? You can't even get a hotel in Auburn. They're not I've the same, Auburn, dude. Bitch, it, I'm, that's not what we're talking about. We're not I don't know what Auburn you're talking about. You're talking about this season? Because no, Auburn's got a quarterback, time. son. That's no, I know. He's Hey, he's very – that kid is good now. What you I, I said Auburn and Georgia are very similar. Of course you you know you yeah, gotta maybe. say something. Yeah, maybe, right, which is the dumbest thing you could say. They both know, recruit at a very high level. That's my point. This isn't Georgia, South Carolina, Georgia, Kentucky. Yeah, I know, I get all that, but I'm saying this is a rivalry where we've seen Georgia blow Auburn out. Three times we have last, seen this decade. We have yeah. seen like program shifting moments which would be soldier boy for georgia or the prayer at jordan hair for auburn i mean it Mm -hmm. is it is such an exciting and just an uncharacteristic i would never bet on any game no matter what georgia's ranked first or auburn's ranked first and the other one's got to lose it's the the only rivalry where you go in and 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 you can legitimately say you throw the the records out i think think auburn and clemson are more close than georgia and clemson in terms of overall profile you know it's like Clemson's Auburn with a lake. That's what people say. Is that is that all you got tonight? You think Clemson and Auburn are similar? Like you and everybody else in the country? It's Auburn with a lake. Can you not? I mean, why are, why are you on this podcast? That's what I'm wondering right have now. Have you ever been to Tiger Tales at Clemson? I mean, I haven't, but have you ever been there? <laughs> I don't think so. No. I don't know why you've got so much animosity. Everything was great on your end until when Georgia is there, was 9-0. They, they there, take that L, and now you're a little feisty. No, my, my issue with you is you saying that Georgia and, Auburn, and Georgia and Auburn are not similar. I mean, are you are you nuts? I think they're kind of similar. I mean, Well, who is like Georgia, dumbass? I think in, in terms Florida? of – In philosophy, Florida, Alabama – so you're, uh, you're just talking about offenses here or what? I'm just kind of listing like uh, Florida State, people that try to be Saban. Georgia's like Florida State? from Sab- In terms of trying to build programs. Are we talking about this specific team? I'm talking about globally. You I basically ain't got time for your microeconomics, bro. Globally. 
I am talking glo- I'm talking lo- like big picture. You know, they try to out Saban the Saban. LSU. You got to get a quarterback, though, if you're LSU. God's sakes. I don't know why this got so so out of control. But anyway, back to your critique. No, I, I agree with what you said about in sports, sometimes you get blown out. And the biggest thing, which I, I kind of like about Georgia is, I think I saw some quotes about not crying over spilt milk. It's not. It certainly isn't something where you go, oh, you know, we're shook. Uh, we're not strong enough. Uh, although it certainly looked like that on Saturday. You just got to get back to work and not worry about it. You know, that's all you can do. That is well, the, the 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 big guys have got to actually act like they have a scholarship and go out there and play. Yeah, but hey, only one of us on this podcast has been trashing that offensive line since August, so I'm feeling pretty good right now about myself. I said big guys. I didn't. That that's not exclusively the offensive line, man. No, I know, but no. the I'm defensive just, line. The defensive line got pushed back plenty. I mean, what needs to happen here is, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what year you are or anything like that. I mean, Auburn's got two, I would say, very good, if not three very good defensive linemen. Derek Brown is, is outstanding. He's He was worth all of the recruiting trouble that Auburn went to get him. Okay? They have very good defensive well, line. What do you mean by all the trouble? I'm sitting here watching this right what, now. What does all the trouble mean? I mean, it's, it was a that was a rocking and rolling recruiting. Do you not remember that? Yeah, all the trouble. Hmm. I'd like to find myself in a lot of trouble one day. You do. You you typically do. None of my troubles ever made me money. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. And you better come with hey, something better than that. I was. Uh, you, better I was so, you better come with something better than that. I was at Derek Brown's announcement. Um, I had been uh, to Miko Hardman's that morning. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was with my man Wes Mullenberg, and uh, I was technically under the Athens Banner Herald's uh, whatever, but by that point, they didn't have enough money to pay my expenses, so I had jumped in the, <laughs> I had jumped in the dog because I refuse. Here, here's the thing about uh, media. Oh, my and this God. Is, this is where you'll get yourself kind of in a philosophical debate with photographers on staff. Where, where they said to me, hey, we can't pay you overtime. Well, I'm going to still work 60 hours a week. Is this said, going somewhere? And they said, we can't pay your mileage to go see Derrick Brown commit to Auburn. I said, all right, well, I'm going to still keep working, and I'm going to find a way to see Derrick Brown commit to Auburn. So, um, yeah, and, and watching this thing, I are mean, you just, def- are you just dumping out of my topic? I don't. I mean, people don't want to hear about that. I think man. they do. They want to. They want to know about what what what's going on with Georgia. What you think about Georgia, well, and eventually, shit what I think about Georgia. Here's the thing: they all watch the game, and they know that I'm in Chicago to cover Kentucky they, playing Kansas they, in basketball. They, the only thing they is, don't they don't know that you're in Chicago. You you just I let am, them. Know I am in Chicago right now, and it's a perk of the okay. job. So my the moral of my story is is even if they won't pay your expenses, you find a way to get to Derrick Brown, and then one day. What was the point there? I don't the, the Derrick Brown story. I just wanted to say that I was there when he committed and that I think that Lanier High's principal gave me the password to their Wi-Fi, and I really appreciated that because that makes things a lot easier on people like us. I'm just saying. That's amazing. I'm not sure where to really to go after that one. Um that the, the big guys just need to play better. And honestly, it's you can't have four. 
it's the same story. It's every time anyone loses, it's about the mistakes that they made and not what the other team did. Auburn played very well. This is as well as I've seen Auburn play in two or three years. Um, mm-hmm. Probably three years. Um, and, uh, you know, I think this the, that game prob- – I mean, it changed. The, only, the biggest thing that it changed – I'm not sure I completely agree with Ethan Birch. Um, it does change – you just Something. named you just, what? Talk about I, obscure. Yeah. People don't care about what you're talking about. I mean, it, hey, I saw me. hey, I saw Darius Slayton in high school too. That was a <laughs> that was a crazy catch he had. I mean, what was Mark Rick doing, letting all these kids out of the state? My goal tonight was to derail this podcast as much as possible. Yeah, but it's just you're <laughs> wasting time. I mean, you're going to call me back and say you want to do it over again, man. I can't do it over. No, we got no do-overs here. That was a, hey, what part of that was a great catch by Darius Slayton? That's not a waste of time. George, I think people have – I think. Oh, I mean, the kid was committed to him, and then he backed <laughs> away. It happens. I think I certainly mean, I, um, Georgia's secondary. I think that, that – people, all this Alabama talk, you know, Alabama the East – I, I have kind of heard of a well, that secondary is certainly not on Alabama's level. Um, and I know it just takes time. It's just the second year. It's been a heck of a season for Georgia again. You beat you beat the pants off Tennessee and Florida. Get yourself ranked number one. Just didn't quite expect it to go that way in Auburn. No. I don't think anybody did. But Auburn played very well. I mean that's that's just all there is to it. You know, he's so moving ahead, let's spin oh, you're, forward. You're, have you have you shit all over Georgia enough yet for your satisfaction? I haven't talked any you're trash done? about Georgia. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was down on that offensive line. I, I want to make sure you smeared them enough. I think they've been great. I mean, I, I told you Roquan. Like, uh huh. Told you Roquan. Roquan. Yeah, Roquan would be would be great. You know, told you that. Is couple this years what ago. you're doing now? You're you're you're. <laughs> You're gonna tell us what you're gonna tell the audience. Oh my god! Let me tell you, all American linebacker. You are so full of stupidity. Let me tell you guys about this all American linebacker. He's gonna make some plays for you. Now, um, now you get a good bounce back here with Kentucky. So you, you, you. I mean, you need to probably be careful now because you you talk about the team that you cover, but you don't certainly. you You do not. You do not give Kentucky much of a shot this weekend. No, I mean because. <clears throat> Kentucky's head. I mean, they are, they are a three point dog, a, th- a three touchdown dog, man. That's a lot. Well, there is a certain thing that I just don't think Kentucky can slow down, and that's when is, and that's Georgia's rushing attack. Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle. Um, <clears throat> I, I think that uh, their secondary has had some issues in big moments, but just overall, I think. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, we'll get back to that. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, they're having to do so much to generate to generate no 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 to generate a pass rush to stop the uh, to stop the run. Uh, they're committing so much to the box and help to artificially create pressure. You know they're they're leaving their guys on man to man coverage. So I just don't think Kentucky's going to be able to stop the run. So this is a Jake Fromm. No, game. I don't either. This is a Jake Fromm game right here. He's going to have. He's going to complete 70% of his passes. He's only going to throw it 12 times. Nick Chubb's going to run for 100 yards. They're going to routine Kentucky by about 17 to, you know, 28 points, I think. I think you're probably right. I think, you know, this team is is, is strangely loose right now. I mean, I, 
it, Tennessee? It, it, oh, I'm sorry, Georgia and, or Kentucky? Georgia. Oh, they're loose after the loss. Yeah. I think that's good. Well, I don't think it's the end of the world, that's for sure. But, um, uh, I, well, it's, it's look, it's a mindset. In all, in all seriousness, this is deciding what you want to do. It's, uh, you know, you, if you think you're one of the best, you know, five teams in the country, uh, you, you can't, you know, you can't let something bother you for very long. You have to go back out there and prove that you are that. I mean, you're going to get your crack at it one way or the other, whether you lose these next two games or not. You will get a chance to beat either top, at that point, what would they have to be, top three Auburn if they beat Alabama or um, number one Alabama. So you're going to get your shot. Um, there's there's a lot on the line here for a lot of these kids. I mean, Sony, Nick, uh, Davin Bellamy, and Lorenzo, who both have sort of, I don't want to say disappeared, but certainly aren't appearing as much uh, as they were earlier in the season. And uh, it, it's, 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 you know, there's no reason they cannot attack Kentucky and, uh, and really hurt them. I mean, Kentucky is only going for about 160 or so rushing yards a game. Uh, teams like that have not boded very well, bowed very well against Georgia in the run. So that's going to be a problem for the Cats. And then Kentucky's allowing a lot of points, too. I mean, they just came off a blowout win over Vanderbilt. So it was a good win for, for, for Kentucky. And this is a 7-3 and three Kentucky team, Fletcher. This is hardly a bad Kentucky team. Uh, no, they're, they're, two they're, plays, they're two plays away from being 9-1. Totally. That's right. They're, they got four points away from doing it. But those, those two plays, uh, the Ole Miss play was just a good play by Ole Miss. The Florida play was inexcusable. Certainly. You know, that, I mean, that's just, that shouldn't happen. So this is one of the better Kentucky teams uh, of the decade. Uh, I, of the decade? Of this decade. I'd say the past three decades. Well, the 07 Kentucky team was pretty good. I don't know if you recall them. They were they were pretty good. And then Andre, uh, my man Andre Woodson, I get you. And then the stretch there with Rich Brooks with uh, well, I guess Rich Brooks was Rich Brooks was our coach in 07. They went that, to three straight bowl games. Yeah, so that's six seven. Was it six seven eight nine whatever? So that was just some decent teams. Yeah, Kentucky's been rough. The 98 team was was decent, Outback Bowl team. But uh, this is one of the better Kentucky teams. But I I think you're right. I think it's going to be a tough matchup for the Cats. Well, uh, they, 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 here's the thing for Kentucky. I don't know if people care. Benny, yeah, of course they do. Benny, Benny Snell's Benny good Benny Snell is a legit – like he's got 10 rushing touchdowns. Uh, he's got – he just went over 1,000 yards back-to-back seasons, more than 1,000 yards. But the quarterback does have that sort of uh, you can't really explain it factor to him. Like he is, he's very calm. He's even killed. He's not flashy. Okay, now he throws a good deep ball, but he's not the guy that's going to throw the Matthew Stafford like you know crazy out routes and stuff that nobody can touch as a defensive back. He's that's not his game. But he's he's one of the you know uh, I mean just he's one of the most winningest quarterbacks in terms of since he took over. He's got a winning record, which for a Kentucky quarterback is pretty good. Um, so they they kind of get that. They've got the they got to have the running game rolling, and then they get timely passes from their quarterback, who's calm and collected. Which I think again, that's not a team that's built to to beat Georgia. Missouri, I, I thought you know was an offense that gave Georgia a little bit of problems again because of the Georgia secondary. I just don't think Kentucky's explosive enough in the passing game to take advantage of Georgia's weakest point. 
I think we've seen. I mean, Georgia's seen the best two quarterbacks it's going to see until if they were to play Oklahoma. Who is that? Drew well, Locke. I, well, yeah, best three. Drew Locke. Uh, the Stidham kid at Auburn is definitely very good. And the kid at South Carolina. I mean, other than that, I mean, they're better than Nick uh, Fitzpatrick at Mississippi State. And the quarterback at Notre Dame is good, too. But in terms of passing the ball, the three that they saw there are, are clearly better uh, than anyone else they've seen and probably will see. I'm trying to think of, you know, the kid at Miami could be okay. Um I mean, Baker Mayfield, I think, is running away at this stage with the Heisman. He's just been too good. Um, but for for Georgia, <clears throat> you know, I, this is the last uh, game for a lot of these kids, man, uh, in Athens. And I think that uh, I think they will come out and 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 be responsive. I, I, a lot of people that I trust. Uh, in talking football, they think the beginning of the Kentucky game is extremely important. And one guy I talked to who's in the league right now said, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be able to tell this weekend um, by how Georgia plays in this game. Well, they- and I'm, By the way, I just let me just kind of needle Auburn here a little bit. With Auburn's history of arrests and sort of bad behavior, I see here where the kids on TV, I saw Trey Matthews doing this. With uh, one of the defender, one of the secondary kids, I guess it's 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 acting like you're arresting somebody or locking them up. I guess that's that's probably a that's pretty ironic for Auburn to, or really almost any SEC school. But with the with the uh, with the reputation Auburn has with uh, rejuvenated kids, if you will, uh, I don't know if I'd be wanting the kids to do that i didn't see it so i, I don't really want to comment ah, was it possible it that it was like lockdown coverage yeah oh, i'm sure that's what it is but it's also possible it looks like you're arresting somebody which you know at any sec school just leads to the inevitable oh this many people have been arrested you know here and there how many kids have been arrested at kentucky for football lately one one in the two years or the one kid in the 13 months i've been here oh, that's not that much now check this out though He's a 24-year-old punter from Australia, and he he got so accord, allegedly, according to the police report, right. he was passed out on the sidewalk. This happened last weekend. He was passed out on the sidewalk like two hours after the football game. I'm like, that is impressive. Two hours. I mean, to, for an Australian to be able to take in enough alcohol to pass out in only two hours. If you're gonna if you're gonna get arrested, you might as well get a story out of it. But he got suspended for a game. Is the president aware that there's Australians running wild in the street like this? <laughs> which pre- which president? <laughs> I, think yeah. you know, I think you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I I think that you know the 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 chain at Miami. Yeah, I got it. I got. I mean, I need I need Mark Rick to have that on. Yeah. I, I need Mark Rick to have that chain on at some point here soon, man. But up here in Kentucky, I'm like the. I'm the well, he's got to he's got to go Fletcher. He's got to go T right now, man. He's I need to, him. To, I need that. I need that chain on Mark Rick. Hey, I'm just saying quickly. I, got, I don't think Kirby can grow a goatee. I'm just saying. I don't um, either. I'm not trying to question anything, but no, I think Mark Rick will put that chain on if they win, like the ACC or the playoff or, or the first. Who, who playoff do you think game. wins that game right now? 
I, like, I don't want to like, doubt Miami because it, it, it you know. know how it swings. Like whenever you're surviving against Georgia Tech and a bad Florida State team, people will be like, "Yeah, but Miami, wait till they play somebody." And then you play Georgia, then you play Virginia Tech, and you smoke them. And then I will say, like, I don't just think wait Virginia, on Notre I don't Dame. Think, I don't think Virginia Tech's very good. Notre Dame is. Well, that's a, but I know, but then you get then you play Notre Dame, and you're finally going, "Well, man, Miami's battle tested. Now they've been in some close games early. They've been blowing teams out late." So it's hard for me to say, but I'm riding Miami all the way, man. You know, that's my team. You got a lot of teams, my friend. You got a lot of teams. <laughs> I'm the Mark Rick guy up here in Kentucky. Everybody, uh, I guess it's it's weird, obviously. I did, I did go to Georgia, graduated from Georgia, covered Georgia for a long time. People always ask me all the time if I'm a Georgia fan. And, I'm, uh, you know, unfortunately, whenever you get into this business, it really changes the way you view things in a lot of different ways. I don't necessarily care if Georgia wins or loses, but I do like to watch them play. But I am pulling for Mark Rick. And so, oh, I am too. Yeah. People, people ask me all the time. And plus, I, co- I still cover Georgia. Or the team I cover plays Georgia, so I kind of get on that weird thing. Um, anyway, um, it's it, it's been it's been pretty cool to see Mark Rick sort of he seems loose man so we don't have to rehash all that but it, it's good to see them sort of picking up steam here. One one of the people that I talked to yesterday on Sunday, uh, you know, talked about I can't really say some of the stuff, but talked about Mark's final days actually after he was fired at Georgia, and some of the reminiscing that Mark had and some of his determination about the future. And I'm not really surprised that I'm not surprised Miami is having success because I try to tell you try to tell people, you know, Mark is going to make them successful. They will win the ACC, you know, and I said they will win the ACC at some point in the next five years. Um, the way in which they've done it has been pretty impressive. I mean, they've, they've, and they didn't have a miracle against Florida State, but they had a game-winning drive and and stuck it in there. They've had several tight wins. Mark's teams know how to win tight games, or they have over time at Georgia. Um, I'm proud of Mark and Thomas and Todd and and all the people they down got, there. That are, what about John Rick? He can't get any love. Yeah, I, you know, you want you got you got a John Rick story for us. You remember going to visit John Rick? I do up there in Mars Hill. It was cold up there in them hills. I know that. Yeah, but wasn't uh, Damian uh, – Mark else? Rick was at that game we were at. Do you forget about that? That was so weird. There was another person there, though, with Georgia ties. It might have been uh, Damian Oh, Damian Gary. Gary. Yeah. yeah, he was a coach there. That was a fun trip. I don't understand hey, – I don't understand why earlier – Why don't you tell people about that, what, what happened there? I mean, it wasn't much. I mean, it's not like we were some geniuses. It was just sort of there was a bye week for for um, Georgia. Georgia, and here's how this goes. You know, we're always looking for something to do in a story that's different. Not like the competition was beating down the doors up there at Mars Hill. Uh, so we, well, I'm serious. I mean, it was it was like, hey, let's just go see if we can hang out with John Richt, and we, I end up we end up hanging out with him there. I think it was a pretty cool interview, and you know, it's, he gave us some some cool stories about. Because everybody – that was at that time when – Now, so this was 2011. They had just beaten the Gators, and they had a week off, I think, before Auburn. Yeah, but there was kind of that sort of that swell of Mark Rick's too nice of a guy. And yeah. And there's – oh, my God, such garbage. 
And so it was it was nice to hear John telling us these stories about like cutthroat Mark Rick like murdering people in a pool over some like weird game that they'd created. Like uh, you know, just how just to hear John talk about how competitive Mark was about just sort of the most frivolous kinds of things. Uh, it was was really cool, and then then we got to see him play. I think they played Lenore Ryan or somebody like that. Oh yeah, Lenore Ryan's pretty good actually. She in that in that in that world, yeah. In that world, yeah. So uh, that was fun, and then I think we culminated that day. The next day was a Saturday. We we hung out with him Friday. Saw Damian saw Damian Gary true. in the parking lot on Friday night. What uh, watched John Rick sling the football around on Saturday, and then I think we drove to Clemson, and I had mm-hmm. a few I had a few beverages at Esso's and. Uh, I don't S- think, the Esso Club. The Esso Club, I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you call it? Essays? S- I said Essos. Oh, I thought you said Essay. I was like, you're, you're in Miami right now? <laughs> Let me tell you, I said that wrong. They had just survived Vanderbilt. Yeah, so we're having to listen to all this trash about Mark. Your 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 buddy, uh, James Franklin. This That was actually the week. That was actually the week before they played the Gators, and had they lost that game, Mark would have been fired. Yep. And uh, at that point, they caught fire themselves and beat uh, the Gators. New Mexico State blew out Auburn 45-7, to beat Kentucky, beat Tech, and lost to LSU in the championship game. The other thing that um, a lot of people talked about this weekend was how important it was to play uh, in those top ten games and that this program has just haven't had a bunch of those lately. I'm trying to remember the last time they played. Um, I can't remember the last time they played in a top ten game before this season. Can you off the top of your head? Nope. So uh, I'd and, like uh, to write. I'd like to co-write Mark Rick's like tell all. It'd be cool because yeah, he could he could end like a chapter. He could end so many chapters with, and that was the first time Greg McGarity wanted to fire me, in parentheses, but didn't have the guts to do it. Uh, what eleven? Um, eleven, certainly in fourteen. Yeah, you know, not thirteen, but fourteen. The strange thing about that relationship was, speaking of Auburn, we were in the Auburn. Um, we were in the Auburn. Pre- press box before the 2010 game against Auburn and Georgia was unranked Auburn was number two there was a lot of confusion excuse me as to if um Georgia um the la- I'm sorry the last time Georgia played a top 10 team was last year against Auburn when they beat them um you know Greg you know Georgia just lost to Auburn and that was the time um, um Greg said that um uh, you know, he, he had all this, he had support for Mark and so forth. I think that might've been the last time he said that was in 2010, but I, I don't think it really popped up a bunch after that because in 11 and 12, they won the East In 13, they had just been ravaged by injuries. And then in 14, that, that day before the belt bowl, I mean, as looking back on it and knowing what I know now, they definitely there was there was fear on the coaching staff that they would get fired. Oh, certainly. Well, it was hard to tell what was real and what wasn't back then, man. You know, and um, uh, I, you know, Mark, if you cover somebody for fifteen years, you you, you start to know them a little bit, even though they don't know you, and. Um, 
I don't know. Man, I'm sitting here watching this Auburn game. Georgia didn't play, particularly at the beginning of the game, nearly as bad as people thought. There's, 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 you know, running room. There's protection. There's plenty there, and you can't drop wide open passes that would give you the lead. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, we we do this, and I get it. Um, I think we're right to do this whenever you get your ass waxed like that. Uh, you, people think that there's no way you can recover, but I'm just watching it. I, I, I would be loose too if I were Georgia because I don't know, man. I mean, that, that, did, that didn't look nearly as bad to me as uh, – Yeah, but so I know Miko fumbled, fumbled a punt. Yes, that was bad. Was there any other fluky things though? Oh, you can't drop a wide open touchdown. Yeah, see, that's that's where you sort of start adding up like, okay, look, if you said to me, hey, look, Alabama is, again, if we're going to say that Auburn and Georgia are alike, and maybe they are, Dean. I'm talking about. Maybe they are. Okay. But we know that Alabama, in terms of, of physicality and stopping the run, we know that Alabama and Auburn are a lot alike, and we think that one of those right. teams is, is better than the other. So if, if You think Alabama is better than Auburn, correct? I do, but I don't know who's who's hurt for Alabama, and uh, they just oh, went through a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, but if if you you're starting to sort of say, okay, they fumbled a punt that was bad, dropped a wide open touchdown. Right. Uh, they Darius Slayton made a made a great catch, and all these things oh, start oh, adding yeah. up, and then you say, okay, well, yeah, we got beat really bad, but it's not like uh, I don't know, but for the the majority though. It is alarming because, like you said, the offensive line, the defensive line, it was, it was, a, it was where they sort of got – they had somebody – the other team impose their will on them. In the second half, the two teams were not at all the same. I mean, Auburn right, was, it's was on the road. clearly the better team. It's on the road. And I'll say this, though. Georgia's not a team that's built to come back from two possessions. I know most teams aren't. But this team, it just feels like they, they, they can't get down like that. Well, no, what, all I'm saying is, of course, it's very nuanced, is that um, right. pe- people, you know, people, I, 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 I wouldn't throw in the towel before they play the championship game. I would go play it <laughs> and oh, yeah, see what happens. I mean, geez. It's real easy from, like, if you're, an, if you're a national writer, it's real easy to say, oh, Mark Rick left, but the disappointing big-time stage deflating losses didn't leave. I mean, it's real. that's a real – Well, I mean, who, who besides – I mean, last year, Clemson and, and, and Alabama lately, I mean, who hasn't shit the bed in a big moment nationally? I mean, Ohio State or well, Notre Dame or – I mean, Ohio like this – Ohio State's guy, lost twice this year and they got – Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I forgot about the Clemson beatdown. I mean, so this – you know, this stuff sort of comes and goes. Yeah, but then, again, this isn't if a field play, goal. This isn't a field goal or Mike Williams no, no, making not, a freak catch at the end of a game. This is no, getting, I'm not saying that. They got beat bad. But what right. I'm saying too is, is that you don't want to jump off the ledge quite yet. I mean, no, I just no, no, yeah, right. And watching the game, you know, and thinking about it at Auburn, you're going, damn, they just got absolutely drilled. And then you watch it from a different angle. You're like, well, wait a second, now. That, it's not like Derrick Brown was living in the backfield, you know. I mean, that, so it's just stuff like that. You just have to take it. I mean, you got you got killed, uh, period. But uh, what you need to do is just load back up. They need to play better 
playing the, the one thing so for me Fletcher maybe you can talk about this too like Kentucky will play tomorrow night in Chicago it'll probably be a relatively heavy Kentucky crowd with a fair amount of Kansas right and who else is Michigan State there as no, well it's going to be big it's Duke Michigan State so, so it's going to be so, heavy Duke in Chicago any city not on the west coast is going to have plenty of Duke people so I guess and what I'm trying to say is yeah the one sport where I think it really does matter about the crowd is football because of obviously you have to execute the snap, uh, whereas in basketball or whatever, it's just noise. Like to some degree, no- noise is noise. Once you can't hear, you can't hear. In football, though, like everybody now is doing this, you know, this clap or a fake clap or two claps or whatever. You have no advantage as the as the as the away team there is you can't do anything and that's that's been the case with football forever so i do think that if they were you know when they play whoever it is bama or um or uh, auburn in the dome they will at least not have to deal with that and that's that's the one good thing uh for georgia and you know they've only played so far this season they've only played two true road games at Tennessee, at Auburn, the, all the rest of the games, they have at least 50% of the crowd. that They will have at least 50% in Athens. They'll have about 50% in Atlanta. And for the SEC championship game, they'll have about 50%. Will that make them a better team? No. It, they'll be what they are. But these kids get very emotional. Auburn is an extremely emotional team, too. And well, kind that of, could explain why they've had highs that have been really high and lows that have been really low. As a program, you're talking about Auburn. No, as this team, uh, I think oh, we've George. seen that. No, Auburn, dipshit. Well, have has Auburn have Auburn's lows been really low? They they had a twenty something point lead at LSU against LSU. That, 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 that was bad. They losing. couldn't score against Clemson. They gave up yeah, gave up eleven was, sacks against Clemson. Losing Clemson was not. I mean that that's hardly, you know, the end of the world. Particularly you're talking about second game of the season again, it's on the road. But uh, you know, for Georgia, I would I would concentrate all I can to beat the ever living shit out of. Uh, Kentucky this week. They just got to execute. They don't got to make it all up in in a game in a series. Just just go play some football. Run the ball. They're going to run the ball. So I'm telling you, man. If they run the ball, Kentucky's got no chance. Well, they're Nick Chubb's going to average seven or eight yards a carry in the first quarter, and it's just it's so much more manageable for them. And you can't. Uh, you're right. You cannot read. You cannot relitigate what's already gone. Well, okay. Listen, just hear me out on this. I've been hearing you out the whole time. Again, everybody has been anticipating this Alabama-Georgia matchup, and it's still probably going to happen. But it is—it's hard to—it's hard to think about it now in the same way because you can't unsee what has been what just happened this past weekend, where you're saying, "Okay, uh, Georgia could not run the football against Auburn, and Georgia did not have—they didn't have that second level they could go to to get themselves out of it." And that's not going to change. Now, I know that Georgia can run the football against the rest of their remaining opponents. But I know that if they get to Alabama, I'm just going to be thinking about that. Like, I don't know if they can run against physical front uh, teams that are like them. So, again, which we've ta- which you talked about early, with that was what was so exciting. And I'm not trying to make this a Jake Fromm or Jacob Beeson, who's better, and what's cooler, the West Coast or Middle Georgia. <laughs> I'm talking about 
a second-year quarterback who was going to be in his like uh, 28th game by the mm-hmm. time that Alabama matchup would have rolled around. That's what I was thinking about. Okay. Well, I don't care yeah, about well, Jacob's reputation or Jake from hunting with his grandpa. I'm talking about just just the thought of a quarterback who was progressing, developing, uh, had the experience, had gone through all this, that, and the other, had had the arm and the ability and the throw, the all this stuff. That's what I thought Jacob Eason could be. And so now you you had to start that all over. And so Jake Fromm will get there, and he'll be at that point next season for what mm-hmm. I was projecting. Now I'm on. I know I've gone off on a hypothetical deep end here. But I now know that I've seen it happen before. When you take that runaway, it's very difficult for Georgia's passing uh, to, to get them out of it. And there's a lot of reasons for that. It's not just about the quarterback. Um, but uh, I, I think as of right now, they're going to get an opportunity to, to prove that Auburn was the exception and not the rule. And so that's, that's just sort of, sort of where we're at. I think, that, well, I think that's, a, I think that's as, as good as I could have put it. That you have to do what you can do. Auburn did a great job of stopping the run, particularly in the second half. And um, you know, hey, Georgia Tech, not in the second half, but when it matters, Georgia Tech doesn't scare you. See, for me, I was thinking you get past Auburn, and you've Mm -hmm. given yourself sort of that. I guess you'd call it literally a margin for error. You kind of keep that in your pocket because Georgia Tech's man, that's such a tough game at, and that's on the road, right? Yeah, so yeah, but I mean, you know, like I do, how that game goes. There's going to be a ton of Georgia people at that game. <clears throat> well, yeah, but I don't, I don't care about who's there. I know that Georgia Tech's going to be there, and that that's kind of a, it's a difficult, it's a challenge. If you only get one week to prepare for that thing. Well, if they've been smart at all, they haven't been preparing one week. They've been preparing every single week. That's what they do. They de- <laughs> they devote 15 minutes a week, starting in June, where all they do is. Prep for that option. I gotta give it to Todd Grantham. Todd Grantham is that was what Georgia used to do. I don't know if they do that now or not. Well, don't you do some reporting, get your journalism on, figure it out. That's why I subscribed to Dog Post. Georgia Tech is allowing about 127 yards a game on the ground. That's pretty good, man. I mean, like Tech is going to be a challenge for sure. I just think Georgia is going to be too physical for them. I think that Georgia Tech's going to run out of steam. But that's, you know... I'm we'll, disappointed, we'll... though, that you cut me off earlier. And you're talking about how I can't I can't talk about non-Georgia football things on this podcast. So it's disappointing. Well, what, what, I mean, did you see Kanye tonight or something? No, I haven't. I've been... I mean, you're in Chicago. Did you call him or, or how'd that work? You got a DM him? Dude, Kanye's in Calabasas, okay? He's not in Chicago anymore. You want to know the first question I ever asked Mark Rick that I'm media availability? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Oh boy, Mark Rick shit all over a twenty-two-year-old me. I would have too. It. Uh, I don't know why. I. I it, Urban Meyer was in a some sort of national commercial. He was like a spokesman for like Gatorade, and so I got it in my head that this was a recruiting advantage for Urban Meyer. I was always ahead of my time, Dean. Mm. I was thinking to myself, man. This is free publicity for Florida. So I thought I'd ask Mark Richt what he thought about Urban Meyer being on national TV 30 seconds at a time. <laughs> I said, hey, Mark. <laughs> well, I don't remember how I phrased it, but I can certainly assure you that I was, A, awkward. I, I, think, I, you want me, I, I think I remember. I think it was something like this. Hi, Coach. Uh, coach. Um, Fletcher Page from redandblack.net slash 
Muppet hey, hair. We're independent from the university. Just saying. So you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. So I asked totally. him. No, here's a. I go double down though because I I sort of said, hey Mark, you know, what do you think about this? And he was like, he basically gave me that old, well, uh, we don't really think. I don't think much about that. I don't pay much attention to it. And then I go, well, yeah, but don't you think that's a recruiting advantage? Or, or I said, what well, wouldn't you like to be in a Ford commercial or something? Because I think that was right around the EcoBoost time. And he said, no, no, that's what it was, is I had been making jokes about how he was only getting regional commercials on the EcoBoost Ford. Was, but so then I said, you know, don't, don't you think it'd be good if, you know, you could be in something like that? And he gave me that, well, what do you think? And I was like, damn, man, Mark Rick just owned my ass. So it took me like another year to work up the nerve to ask Mark Rick the question. I think I just asked him something about fullbacks. That was always, that was always you, safe. I don't like asking questions. Yeah, you don't ask questions. What's that about? Well, I don't like to ask questions in press conferences because um, it's a disingenuous interaction. But, I mean, I would love to go, like, ride around in the truck with Mark Rick or something somewhere. That would be a lot of fun. I'm a one-on-one guy. But, I mean, I'll ask some questions here and there just because – I'm supposed to. What it does is, in all honesty, the, the press conference for our beat writer, it just helps out the other beat writers. Because you know, like 80, 90% of people in press conferences, they don't even write anything off of them. They're just sitting there for the free oh, meal. And, to say so, that, and they yeah, take a so, Snapchat of Kirby and talk and whatever. There's so many fanboys, cool. man. No, that's it's cool. But, awful. But you got to ask some questions just so that way everybody that's legitimately there to write stories, you know, gets good questions asked. Because if not, you'll let these, fa- you'll let the, uh, it, it'll go off the rails. But anyway, I don't like press conferences. But um, man, Mark Rick did not have time for my shit back in 2008. He was not feeling me. Or I guess that was, two th- actually that was in 2009. Were you 22 then? I didn't, when I graduated college, I had just turned 20. Two. Yeah, I was young because I graduated high school. I was still seventeen. Mm. Yeah, dude. Mama, Mama started me reading them books early. Pushed nice. me through there. When are you getting to Athens this weekend? Are you coming to the game for sure? I'm not coming. I've decided to uh, to pull out. <laughs> Here's the deal. I, I want to be there because I, I love. Oh I, I love, God, I love the press you're, you're box. You're so lame. I love the press box in Georgia. That's my place. Uh, I love. I love crashing, hanging out with y'all. Uh, but Kentucky plays a basketball game Friday night, and they play a basketball game Monday. I'm in Chicago till Wednesday, and I'm well, yeah, we, you know I'm moving houses right now. I'm spent. I'm old. I'm thirty. I'm lame. I'm not driving. I'm not driving six hours on Saturday after a basketball game where I'll be up till three in the morning. You know what, man? Maybe I should just do it. I don't know, but I'm I'm gonna keep. Uh, as of right now, I'm not gonna be in Athens, and I'm sad about it. But I'll tell you what, man. I I don't know what to say about that because you know people people are always like, "Hey, is Big Fletch coming down this week?" <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like, so do those people talk the way that I used to talk? Back used was, to talk? Oh, man. I, I, I've i tried to straighten it out a little bit, but if I've had a few Chardonnays, what of it? Uh, sometimes the uh, Appalachian comes out in me. Yeah, you're full. My dad used to call us half Appalachians. In fact, he still does half the time because of where my mother you know, grew up. But you're full-blown, boy. Yeah. Um, 
That's true, but you know, you you're one of those fake hillbillies. You talk oh, about I'm fake. You, you talk okay. about frying star crunches and stuff like that. It's not real. We didn't, listen, We couldn't listen, even afford the star crunches. Don't try to make fun of my dead grandmother. Number one, okay. Well, she so she legit. Your grandma put star crunches in a griddle. On I'm the gonna. Stove. I, I know this podcast is winding down, but I will say this. Number one. My grandmother made me fried star crunches. Number did you, two, hey, did you did you call her Granny and did she dip? No, did she, she was put, Grandma Moreland. Did she use smoked may I, tobacco? May I, may I please finish? Okay, sorry. Number two, she did enjoy Red Man. Okay, <laughs> now if you got a problem with that, you got a problem with yourself. Oh it man, gets, it gets it gets lonely up in those Appalachian Mountains, son. And yeah, I got this. I got this image. Of you going I up got to an the, image of you, boy. I got, no, no, I got a, an image. It involves no, 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 a banjo no, 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 me. and some creepy kid in the woods. No, I got this. <laughs> I got this image of a of an awkward Dean Leggy in probably like the sixth grade, and they made they shipped you up to the mountains for a week to stay with Granny. I was a little too heavy or something. You were husky, you were husky, you were kind of in between. Uh, you kind of grew out before you could grow up back then. Back then, no, you you're out. Have you ever been fat? Let me ask you that. Uh, I went, no, I went through. No, bitch, then don't talk about it, because you right. don't know what I'm it's like. I'm not trying to say I don't know what your feelings are, but you're outside, you don't. you're outside playing, you got yourself stung by a wasp, it wasn't like Macaulay Culkin and, and my girl, but you got yourself stung, and you went and you were crying to your granny, and she was like, come here, and she put her finger in her mouth, and she got that red man out, and she rubbed that on your wasp thing, and everything was all better, and she fried you a star crunch. And then you went off back to play again. Everything was all right. I think that's probably what your experience was like in the mountains. Here's my experiences in the mountains. Number one, I've been around longer than you, okay? So I remember when the mountains, and I'm not, I mean, Hawassi didn't even have a Hardee's when I used to go up, when I was a kid. Now, when you grew up, you had the Taco Bell. No, all no, stuff. all we had was Hardee's. No, you had, all we no, had was Hardee's. You had the whole you could thing. get that fried chicken start. or the Frisco burger. All we no, had was Hardee's. No, that's no. all we had. The, Mc, no. the McDonald's came in 2001. And then yeah, was, and then yeah the, when you were in high school. Yeah, that's true. Or, or in elementary school, whatever you want to call it. When I had to go up there, you, you, didn't, you couldn't even watch the Falcons on Sunday, man. It was bad. Yeah, your granny would make you go out and move the antenna around so she could get the Braves on. She didn't care about the Braves. She <laughs> cared. She cared about is the corn ready or not, and you know we got to kill some hogs. That's what she was. She was about work, son. If you hey, listen. Uh, if them boys that was playing for Georgia work like Grandma used to work, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome that your grandma dipped. Or chewed. She did. She, she did, chewed. man. I mean, she, she, she. It was Red Man. It was the pouch. She, she, she wasn't playing around. Now I don't know what Grandpa did. I don't remember. He's probably yet. in the barn sipping. Something, let me tell you something, something let me clear. Tell, let me tell you something. It's, I'll, I'll end this this way. I can't remember how old I was. Probably twenty-seven. 16. No, I was probably sixteen or seventeen or something like that. And, I got my mother lecturing me about, you know, what not to do and all this stuff. And I said, uh, well, grandma and grandpa had nine kids. You know, what are you talking about? And she said, she goes, well, they liked each other. <laughs> Man, nine kids. I was like, apparently they did. Yeah, nine. Well, somebody nine. Had, 
I'm sure that was for labor purposes. Yeah, labor pains. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you this weekend, Fletcher. I'm gonna work on it, man. If if I drive down there, work it, on it. Now, it I don't want to. I don't want to hear your excuses. If I drive to Athens, it'll be to see Chuck at the taco stand. It'll have nothing to do with you or your dipping ass granny. I will have nothing to do with you and Chuck at the taco stand. I'll leave you there. How later. about that? All right, later. <laughs>